98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo talk with the decision maker from the Coyotes front office. Now. Our final edition this season for the Coyotes is they wrapped up their season about a week ago. And we were going to have Shane on uh, last week, but it was the day of the NFL draft. It was the day of uh, game six of the Western Conference first round against the Pelicans. We had a short show. We We were on for two hours. So Shane and the Coyotes were kind enough to let us push everything back one week so we could talk about the season that was. And this also gives us a really good excuse to talk to our buddy Shane Doan about the Phoenix Suns because they're just uh, on fire right now. So joining us on the 72 Sold Sports Line, the Chief Hockey Development Officer for the Coyotes, Shane Doan here on Burns and Gamble. What's going on, Doner? I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. You know, before we talk, you know, regular sports with you, man, what a, for the NHL, a Guy Lafleur and Mike Bossy the same week. Now, I know you were born in 76, so you don't remember 79, 80, 81, and, but those Islander teams that won four straight, they, they were my heart for a long time. And Mike Bossy was one of my favorite players, one of the great natural scorers in the game. And then Guy Lafleur with the Canadians. I mean, two unbelievable players gone too soon. Yeah, no kidding. And you, and Mike Bossy, if you look at what he is, he it's probably if you talk him, Ovechkin, and Hall are the three pure natural goal scorers that there's ever been in our league, like the purest. That's and that's that's pretty elite company because he retired at thirty. You look at like he had, I think he had Back nine injuries. fifty goals. Yeah, nine fifty goal seasons, like or ten maybe. Just incredible, incredible hockey player and uh someone that just and if you met him he was like he was kind of different than most hockey players where he was this is gonna be derogatory towards hockey players, but he was smart and intelligent and really uh really uh he could just articulate himself well and somebody that was uh a unique guy, and then obviously the flower was the flower for a reason. I mean, Montreal and all of Quebec loved him, and him coming back for the Rangers, which I'm sure you would have loved. Gamble him playing in the Rangers and being so good for the Rangers, that was huh. good. Um, as they're the way better team in the, in New York of the two, I guess. Oh so, God, um, for, <laughs> we've won one Stanley Cup since 1941. <laughs> I I hated the Islanders because I don't remember the first beginning of the run. But I remember crying so hard when the Oilers got beat in night in '83, and I hated Billy Smith. Like, <laughs> hated Billy Smith yeah. because of it. You so, came in the crease; he'd slash yeah. you with that with the heat. We'd oh, slash oh, you oh. with that stick. He was great. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. So, yeah, that was tough for the league. And uh, did you see the the way the the funeral and everything that happened in Montreal? I don't know if you ever saw any of the I did not footage of Gillespie. I did not, but I Holy mean, I, man. a ton of respect for him. He was a great player. They had so his, and this is an example of hockey in Canada. His body was laid in state for I think three days. And then it was a continued line for the entire three days, the entire time, walking through the Montreal Bell Center with him laying there for to view the body and to say goodbye to him. Wow. And everybody, like, it was nonstop for three days. That's crazy. And his family sat there between certain hours so you could say your condolences to the family. And it just, it's a, it's I try to explain it over and over to people down here about hockey in Canada, and you can't. And when you see something like that happen, I mean, it was all over the news in Canada. The just 
the funeral part of it was not everything else but they showed that and it's just a, it's a different uh, environment than anywhere else i know a couple of weeks ago shane we we kind of reminisced a lot about the the gila river arena and, and closing it down but I, I i saw the pictures on social and you know all the guys that were there kind of the last hurrah for the building what uh, you know we we got your thoughts about about you know your time spent there and your memories and your kids basically growing up in the in, in that building for you to kind of close it down for the other guys to close it down what was that experience like for you yeah it was it was a great anytime you get back together with a group of guys that we all remember the glory days like I, I don't care you guys remember your glory days and what it was like and we always I guess remember them with a little fonder memory than probably was right than it actually was but we all got together and sitting around laughing and we all went into Stan's room and he had us all in there where we'd all be sitting anyways and um, we got talking and laughing and it was great you know what it was such a cool way that the game ended like for us to win in overtime and for it to kind of end the way it did was something that was uh was a lot of fun and the crowd was into it and it was a fun game and it was a fun game to watch and um it was hard it was like i got to be so close to so many of the staff members when i played because they've all been here the whole time and the staff by the security and the parking attendants and the ticket vendors and everybody so going and walking around the building saying goodbye to them, there was a lot of people that were emotional and upset, and it was hard. Let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you about this Suns run. You were a big Suns fan to seven second or less with you know with Nash and Amari and, and Sean Marion <laughs> yeah. and those groups. So you, now you're watching this team. Uh, compare them. Do you think this team is better? Well, the way this team plays defense and their intensity level, it's. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive, and and I'm a what James what James Jones has done with bringing in their secondary people. Are, I love Bismack. I went to game whatever game five. It's in the last series. My son went last night. Um, it's so fun to watch this group and to see the the fun that they have. And it's the whole group. And uh, to see campaign, like you go to a game and you watch it and you don't appreciate it as much watching it on TV because you don't see the interactions with the bench and the bench's interactions with the other bench and and just the warm-ups and everything. It's it's like they're having fun and they got the weight of the world on them. They won 64 games. They have to win. And yet they're it's not even it's not even a thought in their mind. And, and that's a huge testament to Monty Williams. I, I'm, I think that this group has a... I mean, I think they got as good a chance as anyone, and they should be the favorite. And I don't think the the seven seconds or less in the Nash group was ever a favorite. They were always in that group, but I don't think they're ever the favorite. How hard is that to be what you said just a second ago, given that you're a, a very successful former professional athlete? How, what is that pressure like when you're going out there every time knowing that you're supposed to win, that it's a failure if you don't, that you were on the best team in the NBA, and, and if you don't win at all, it, it, nothing you did up until that point is going to matter. I mean, how, how do professional athletes deal with pressure like that, Shane? You know what? I thought that was probably one of the best things that came out of the first round because everyone always asks, one of everyone's favorite questions is, is that, is how do you deal with that? And how do you know if your team's good? Hey, everyone will be like, when did you know you had a good team? Or when did you think you had a good team? And you don't know you have a good team until you kind of get punched in the mouth and you respond. And when you're capable of responding, 
it gives you a level of confidence. And I think that was the best part of the first round and the first. I think if that happens in rounds two or three, the pressure is so much higher because everyone's eyes is all, are on that series now. Where when it happens in the first round, there's a huge amount of pressure because it's the first round. But not everything. There's so many other games going on, and there's other teams that are kind of in trouble. And and Golden State's having some success, but you know Memphis is struggling with Minnesota and all. And, and so you don't really get the national focus. But for them to get punched in the mouth the way that that they did by New Orleans, and then respond with two emphatic wins when it was you know it wasn't easy either of those next two wins. I think that gave them huge confidence, and that's where you—that's how you get through it. Is you just you rely on the experience of like you know what we got. This is we've been here. We've done this. We've we've battled through. A, we were down when we probably could have lost, and yeah. we decided we found a way to pull it out and win quite easily going away. We can do this again, and I think that's huge. I right, leave me with this: the the NHL draft lottery. It's it's coming up very very <laughs> soon. Montreal's got the top odds. Arizona second, followed by you know Seattle, the Flyers, the Devils. Just to to you, do you do you like this setups and just the importance of this year's draft for the Arizona Coyotes? Well, the importance of the draft is so incredible. I mean, these are the foundations that you pick that have the influence on your team for the next 15, 20 years. I thought last year's draft was with getting Dylan Gunther in the first round. was uh, We didn't expect to get him, and for us to get him was really special, and what he's done has been great. And It gives you some momentum as an organization, and this year's draft is going to be the same thing. It's You have to get this right. You have to get it right. You have to go in there and know who you want and uh, know, you know, find a way that uh, um, you have, you make the best decision that's available to you at the time. And uh, the draft lottery, I still want to do my my theory, but no one ever listens to me, so... uh, um, but the, uh, yeah, you the want the yeah you want something where like the more the, the losing teams that are really bad they should get credit for winning games at the end of the season. Yeah, when you're mathematically mathematically eliminated, then you start accruing points from that moment on, and whoever has the most points earned after they're mathematically eliminated gets the first overall pick. So if you get eliminated with 15 games, well, you have 15 games to get points. But if you only get eliminated with two games left, well, you only have a chance to get two, you know, games from two points. So technically, you should get more points if you have more games to play, and that means your team is always trying to win instead of instead of playing to not, you know, get the best pick. Well, and I think that's important. You guys did win your final three games, so maybe somewhere inside that organization the, at least the players were listening to you and they were trying to win games. I don't know. I just played Tankathon, simulated lottery for you, and you guys won on the first try. So maybe okay. I, I simulated the lottery. Don't do that so, again, then. Don't do that. You don't want anyone doing that until because then that happens. Don't want to waste your time. I just, I I just got you for third. I won't waste my bullets. I won't, oh, I won't do, do it. Do it again. Do it one more time then, Gamble. Do it one more time then. Fourth. Oh, no, it's going backwards. Oh, Stop. That's perfect. That's perfect. Keep doing. We want to get those ones out of the way. We get those ones out of the way. (laughs) Shane, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. My donor, Shane Doan, Chief Hockey Development Officer for the Arizona Coyotes, our guest on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Get your price at 72sold.com.